Welcome to the On Work Rounds Podcast, the place where all the hot singles want to get together and meet in your area. If you're single and ready to mingle, come on down to the On Work Rounds Podcast. All right, and we are rolling. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> I just had to check the time. <laughs> a little bit of a late start. Uh, you don't say. For <laughs> anyone listening, hello, we are back. Sorry, we took some time off. Yeah. Been I think a little this, busy. I think this last time, um, I think episode 10 was May 28th, and so here we are on, what, the 20, what's today, the 24th. Holy shit, I'm a day, I'm a day off. Let's, yeah, so it's taken nearly a month for us to get back to all of our amazing listeners, provide you with with a pop of fresh episode. <laughs> it's, it's been a while, you know, we've been busy. One of the reasons why, and I'll, I'll mention it on here too, is because last weekend was the first time I had performed live with my band, Plea of Insanity, since Ooh. before COVID. Fanfare, so, And I, I loved it. It, it was, it was awesome. great, it was, it was so much fun, mm-hmm. you know. Not to mention names or again, but you know, we have a new bass player who is, you know, a good friend of mine and he killed it he, he did it like honestly it might have been one of the best shows we've ever done yeah like like i felt like we were solid that night mm-hmm. um i even feel like like load in and load out mm-hmm. was pretty successful and of course and honestly it's crazy because this was the first show that i ever played since we've lived here in our house so it wasn't like this complicated thing getting stuff in and out like yeah. it's pretty straightforward well, i know i mentioned something to you either <clears> that <throat> night or the next day but one thing i noticed about this particular show is it seemed like everybody like there was just so much camaraderie going on everybody was just like hey good good you know good set good gig good time good night da, da, da. no everybody was just really like really into lifting the yep. other person up and I really enjoy seeing that because there should be no fucking competition anyways. It's yep. just a bunch of people coming together, playing, doing their thing, and enjoying the music, enjoying the night. And I definitely felt that vibe that night. And honestly, anytime, anytime that you guys go to that place, that, that place in particular, I just feel like I can sit around that bar and I just feel very comfortable there. It's very cozy in there and I like yep. it. Yeah, it's no. the the sound there is definitely good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, do, do we want to just give a shout out to the place and we can give a shout out to Of course. Too. So, place we're talking about is the Raven in Worcester. They do have a good sound there and it we, we like playing there. Um and I'll sh- give a shout out to the band too, uh Moon Tomb. Go check out Moon Tomb. Moon like Tomb. like Moon, you know, M O N. Moon Tomb. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're great people and their music's good and you know, and it, it was great. And, that, and that's all I got to say about that. Um, <laughs> okay there, Forrest. <laughs> but we are back. Um, if you were chomping at the bit, you know, thank you for your patience. I know everybody was jonesing big time for a fresh episode. Yeah. I was jonesing to get us out there for a fresh episode. Nice. But even like on my end, it's like I just had schoolwork that I had to do that I had to focus on a little bit more so than anything else. Um, but now that term is done and I just need to get my grade back for my final. I'm really itching to know what I am ending up getting with that. And then I start a new term this week. World War One. Wish me luck, and I think it's gonna go okay. I think it's gonna go all right. I've been I've been on a good roll with that. 
but it's keeping me busy. If I'm not working, schoolwork is keeping me a little mentally occupied and doing stuff around around the house and still got to finish up the riverbank. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, I'd, really like to, I'd really like to get back to that, and it's going to kind of be difficult during the summertime to get back to it because I don't feel like working on all of that in 90-degree heat. Not to mention, yeah. you and I have kind of been covered on things that may or may not have been poison something. Yeah, yeah. poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac, or ants. Who, yeah. who the hell knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, like, did, I, did, you, did I show you how I had had, like, something had bitten me the other week right yeah. here? Yeah. I mean, it's all gone. Now you don't even see anything that, that anything was even there. And I have no idea if it happened at work, if it happened at home, and I didn't notice it until I was at work, but it was, like, it wouldn't stop weeping. Yeah. And right now, for me, my, my left ankle looks like a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it from here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. It's a, it's a little rough, but, you know, yeah. I'll leave it, it itchy? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, go figure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Who, who the hell knows? Yeah. No. Um, well, I just think that when we when we go back down there, we just have to make sure we cover up a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, good call. And again, coming in with the summertime and the heat, that's going to be really be miserable yeah. in doing that, covering up, working in the heat. So, yeah. maybe uh, we'll just try to keep an eye out for cool days or doing it in the morning when it's at its coolest. And just a couple hours here and a couple hours there. I really want to get it done. Anyways, enough griping and bitching yep. on a podcast. Yep. And <laughs> disclaimer of this episode, no, we are not going to talk about the imploded submarine with the Xbox controller. We're not going to talk about it. It's over. The, the internet has already spoken on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what more can we add to it? Yeah. What we are going to talk about for this episode, our starting topic this week, or I guess this month since we it's been a month. Yeah. <laughs> the, the topic for this episode is going to be dreams. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have some things to say. Um, one part of this conversation for me is going to be really long-winded because I basically dreamed a whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess part of this episode will be a movie pitch towards the end, but let's hold off on that for now. Mm-hmm. Christina, I open the floor to you. What do you have to say about dreams? Like, are there any thoughts on dreams? Or are there any particular dreams that you've had that are like, holy shit? I've or- definitely had some that at the time that I had them, they were very profound for whatever reason. Um, I definitely have gone through times in my life where I feel like there's so much to interpret out of them. And nowadays, I'm just left with a big giant question mark over my head. Should I interpret them? Uh, What are dreams for? What is the purpose of them? Are they just entertainment for the brain while we sleep? No, what, what, there's got to be a reason for dreams. Even, I mean, you even see that, like, you know, you even see the dog's dream. It's like, do all critters, do all, do all animals, whether they are a bug or whether they are, you know, do dinosaurs dream? (laughs) No, and what, if anything, anything that has a brain, if it dreams, what is the purpose of it? Why do we do that? Scien- scientifically, give me an answer. It's, That's where I want to start things off at. It's what is definitely interesting to think about it, like, as far as with that, like, like on one aspect, like, is it something, is there something, like, 
spiritual going on or something like otherworldly going on yeah. like when you dream of like for example if you dream of somebody who passed away and we could definitely talk about that more yeah, in this episode absolutely. too like is that like you actually like getting an opportunity or is it just like you said scientific aspect is it just our brains on autopilot because let's like let's think of it this way when you think you can picture something in your mind like in your mind right now picture a half broken Ritz cracker yeah <laughs> and you and you could think of it right now mm -hmm. so it's like is when, when we dream is it basically like our brains just on autopilot like we're just thinking All like these random blindly thoughts. because we're not conscious yeah. you know but I I mean what frustrates me but it is also fascinating <clears throat> at the same time is that I feel like when I have when I've had certain dreams in my life I'm now super frustrated that I cannot remember them How, yep. however I feel like and I'm sure everybody else can attest to this I feel like every time I have had uh, or many times that I've had these dreams I feel like there's something so profound with them or I'm coming up with ideas in my sleep I'm coming up with these fantastic ideas I've come up with I'm no musician. I've come up with songs. I've come up with, with harmonies. I've come up with certain things in my mind. I know full well I have. I've come up with movies. I've come up with, with books. I, I've come up with so many different ideas while I'm sleeping, but then in my waking hours, they're gone. And that's what frustrates me. Why the fuck do we have such a, like this awesome opportunity to think these amazing ideas and then when we're awake, they're all gone. That's that's horrible. That's funny that you mentioned that's songs. Mean. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about that time? I mean, maybe we could save this later in the episode, but... No, did, did I ever tell you about that time that I dreamt a Bruce Springsteen song? <laughs> like, I, it was co no, completely like, so. like I dreamt it and like I held on to it. And I'm just like, holy shit, it's mm -hmm. totally a Bruce Springsteen song and it's not one of his tunes. Was it like kind of like an am amalgamation of a bunch of them? It's or? just, it was, it, it, the best way to describe it, it was definitely a Bruce Springsteen song. That's the only way I could describe it. It was only two chords, you know, the, and then the drum beat. And the name of the song was Beyond Time. Is it? Beyond time, baby, beyond time. Beyond time, baby, beyond time. Oh, baby, beyond time. <laughs> I gotta know right now. I gotta get there, honey. Mm. Let me show you how. Just let me be on time, baby, be on time. Be on time. Did it have any bells tinging in the background? Maybe. Okay, <laughs> uh, I. But wait. it was definitely like an organ, like a like a Hammond organ. <laughs> And you know, and he had he had backup singers, so it's like the backup singers would join in and go be on time, like baby. And then, and then he would just be like on top of it, and he would just do the I gotta be on time. And yeah. then he would drop out, and it was but like I totally dreamt a Bruce Springsteen song, and it's been with me ever since. You need to record this before <laughs> he hears about this, and then he steals your idea. As far as I'm concerned, it belongs to him, and if he does actually end up writing it people will know that they heard it here first so there you go oh touche oh okay well i gotta step away from talking about dreams for a second because you opening your big mouth and mentioning <laughs> i have to air air a grievance maybe it's not necessarily a grievance i have to complain about something 
I find it so fucking hugely annoying that it seems like for the past 30 years, three quarters of Bruce Springsteen's songs had those fucking bells in the background. All of his songs sound so motivational, like they're, like they're supposed to take us somewhere and lift us up and, you know, just like, and have those stupid fucking ding, 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 ding. What the fuck is that? I fucking hate that sound in the background. <laughs> it's annoying. It makes me feel like I'm listening to music while I'm walking through a shopping mall. You know, it's just, yep. I never, I never quite understood the significance of him thinking that that is a wonderful sound to hear. In, in music. I can't take it seriously. It's definitely appropriate for Christmas. Um, That's what it is. And you know, he All did the like, song you know, sound like Christmas. But of course he did, you know, Santa Claus coming to town. Yeah, but he doesn't and need to carry that over in the rest sure of his well, songs. He has a full band and maybe that's, and you know, full disclosure, I don't know who's in the E Street band, but maybe that's their only job in the whole band and he, he likes them. And wants to give them a chance to shine. I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bruce. All yeah. respect in the world to you and everything. I know you definitely have, over the decades, left such an indelible mark on on music. And for that, we thank you. But Jesus Christ, the fucking dinging bells in the background are just like listen to like the first song that just comes to mind is of course uh, Born to Run. Yeah, but no. ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, yeah. ding, I hate that. <laughs> it's it's a great song in its own right, but if that fucking sound was just eliminated altogether, uh, maybe the song would even be better. It, was, it, it definitely makes it a Bruce Springsteen song. You can listen to any of his stuff and have that sound in it, I, and you know that it's Bruce that you're listening to. I will definitely say this. I would like to see like an alternate reality where... Bruce Springsteen decided that he just wanted to be like balls to the wall punk rock, like Ooh. completely stripped down, just guitars, bass, loud as fuck. You know, doing doing co-headlining tours with Fear. You know, like just like I, I, like I feel like he could have. And I guess that's a sign of a good song. I would say a good song, sign of a good songwriter too, is that can you reinterpret those songs in a way and have them still be just as good? And I would say like a lot of those songs, you know could have made really and i'm sure that there are some really great punk rock covers of those songs out yeah. there too you know it's like even like you, you listen to born in the usa instead of you know could have been awesome song could it have been like you know born in the usa i was born in the usa you know yeah, and just like full, that beat. but or maybe a little maybe a little fat you know maybe yeah i don't know but there you go bruce springsteen <laughs> I think that was a nice little uh, that was a nice little segue there for a second. I like that. Uh, okay. You no, know, so, just had me thinking for a minute and everything. Just had me thinking about about Bruce, and I don't think about Bruce too much. True. <laughs> but to think about him right about now, and now I just have a bunch of his songs going through my head. They do all have the the bell dinging in the background, but I'm definitely listening to a Bruce song in my head now. Yeah. And nice. hopefully, I don't end up having a dream about it tonight. <laughs> Maybe you, be on time. Be be on time. <laughs> hey, be on time is a winner. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yep. Anyways, so anyway. going back to talking about dreams. Yes. Um, and we'll probably end up going back to music again at some point, anyways, because that's what we do in the Williams household. Um, dreams. So yeah. So 
like this whole the whole scientific aspect, the whole like clinical aspect of our brains and everything. That to begin with is something that has always fascinated me, um, and frustrated me. It's like I want an answer, um, but if I was to go back into the realm of interpreting things, interpret interpreting a dream as long as it is still fresh on my mind I try to pick out certain things that I have seen or felt in the dream itself especially when it comes to colors it's like if you if, excuse me burp um there's people out there that say you don't dream in color bullshit I totally I totally I, dream in color yeah. too yeah and I, I've just heard of that before where people are, unless they're talking about dogs but it's like I totally dream with colors and you can find out there you can go online and if this is your kind of bag baby um, you can go online and if you've had a dream and there's certain colors that you have seen in your dreams that really seem to be again profound to you look up what the what the meaning of seeing that color in your dream is and you'll find different like it, it you could cloister this whole thought concept in with people that read their astrological signs. It can be at least to rationalize on these things. I don't find it any more crazy than religion and that religion gives you, may give people some kind of guidance. Well, maybe a person's dream and interpreting it, maybe an astrological sign and personality traits out of it can be guidance for a person. Um, so there's that when it comes to dreams. Um, dreams themselves. Uh, the one last thing that I remember is I had a dream fairly recently where I saw like the, be the most beautiful shade of green in it. And I ended up looking up whatever. I ended up, let me, I'm Jamie for a second. Mm, can we look up. it up, Jamie? Can yep. we look it up? Yeah, I, like that color green that you would see even <clears throat> like right about now outside when you have like the dark thundering clouds and then everything in the summertime you have that storm that's coming in but because of the dark skies it makes everything that's green look all the more greener like that irish emerald green i saw that in my dream uh, dream dreaming colors let me just do that let's see green green Dreaming color green meaning. Let's see. Seeing green in a dream may suggest a desire for progress and a stability in one's life, or it may be tied to a specific memory or experience that the person associated with the color. Additionally, green can also symbolize healing, hope, and new beginnings. So what's the crime in that? Wouldn't I... If a person wants to believe in a religion or if a person wants to believe in interpreting their dream and following it, I don't really see much of a difference in that right about now as long as it's something that's healthy for them. So if in, by me reading that, that gives me a good guide in, or gives me a hope or it makes me simply happy for the time being that I dreamt of something that felt really positive, I think that's good and healthy for a person. So I wish I could remember the rest of that goddamn dream. <laughs>
shit, that would have been good. But um, can I tell you quickly about a recurring dream that I had when I was a child? Sure. In fact, mm. you going back to childhood dreams, this is going to be a good segue for me too. So Yes. So yes, please take it away. Mine's pretty cut and dry, but this is the only time in my life that I ever recall having a recurring dream. And it was very early on in my childhood. Um, let me just quickly look up this actor's name. Uh, hang on a second. Let's see. I am looking for the actor from Little House in the Prairie, of all places. Ah, okay. Found him. All right. So, if you're not a Little House on the Prairie fan, I'm sorry, for one, you should be, especially if you want to be friends with me. <laughs> but um, Little House on the Prairie, you have the character, you have, you have the person named Almanzo that ended up being married to um, Laura Ingalls. So you have Laura Ingalls Wilder that ended up married to Almanzo Wilder. Anyways... So the actor on the TV show that played Almanzo was this guy named Dean Butler. So when I was a child, and I'm talking about when I was like, let's see, I still slept in the upstairs bedroom in the old house. So that would have meant that my two younger sisters weren't even born yet. So I was under the age of four. All right, and I kept on having this dream over and over again. I would dream that that guy, Dean Butler, in his younger years, in the Little House in the Prairie years, that he was always running around in whitey tighties, and he had a bucket of ants. And in my dream, I always called him the Ant Man. And he, the point of the Ant Man was the Ant Man was always trying to find me. He was always running after me everywhere in the in in my dreams running through fields i remember in one dream running over a train track there was there was no train that was coming i wasn't in danger because of a pending train i just remember running over a train track running through like a big grassy field um and he was just always running after me and like not even whitey tighties like the, it almost reminded me of like that girded loincloth that you can imagine like men from the bible wearing like if they had a skirt and then they girded up the middle part and folded it in okay you know what yep. i'm talking about it was almost like he was wearing something like that and he was always running after me with this bucket of ants and then one of the very last times that i ever had that dream he got me, and he poured the ants over the top of my head. Ugh. And that was the last time I ever recall ever having that dream. All of the other dreams before that, he never got me. And so then he finally did. when he finally got you, you stopped having the dream. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> and when I say recurring, it wasn't like a constant chronic, like, day in, you know, every single night or anything like that. I probably had, like, and it wasn't even the same dream. It was the same character with the same synopsis. <laughs> but in different places no but the one the place that i remember the most is through 
a golden, beautiful flat field with a train track and running over, like, you know, the train tracks are there and me just like, you know, running on up, running over, simply just running over the train tracks and keeping on going. And whether it was in that dream that he poured the ants over me or what is, he just finally found me and did that. Terrible. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what? You've definitely said a mouthful because I also have a recurring dream that I can bring up too. Okay. But I back, got to back it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. First, I apologize. I didn't mean to No, that's all I got. Okay. That's all I got okay. to that. That's my only recurring dream. So, so. this next dream I, that I want to bring up, mm -hmm. I definitely want to tie it into, yes, you can dream in color because I specifically remember colors in this dream and I'll definitely get to that in a moment. Mm -hmm. As far as why I dreamt this, I'll... Um, touch on that a bit. First, I just want to say that this might be the earliest nightmare or scary dream that I can ever even remember. Mm -hmm. I either had this dream going all the way back to Dartmouth, and if you remember me talking about Dartmouth, you know, we had the field and the cow came over and yes. I touched the cow. Yep. It was either there or it was when we lived in Newmarket, New Hampshire, because okay. I want to say, like, the area that I was in was on that block that we lived on. It wasn't even necessarily in our house, but it was in somebody's house. It's because, like, the way I dreamt it, like, what the, when the dream began, I could almost see it from somebody's porch, and their porch, it would go downhill, and it would lead to another friend's house, and it, like, dipped down. Mm -hmm. And that's how I remember the dream. So it was, like, it was either a modified version of the house we lived in in New Hampshire, or it was a one of my friend's houses that connected to another friend's house down the hill. But, all right, but to get back to it, um, the, the reason why I dreamt this dream, I would say, like, do you, did you ever go into, like, movie rental stores when you were younger and you would get to the horror section and you would just see all these really great, scary, like, horror movie VHS tapes? Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, oh, what is that? And, you're, of course, you're not allowed to watch it because you're too young. Mm -hmm. I remember Fright Night, the, the Fright Night cover always. Me too, yeah. Yeah, so all these great, like... Amongst so many yeah, others, but the, yeah. yeah, all these great like illustrated covers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one that always stuck with me was the cover to. Do you remember the remake of The Blob? Mm -hmm. That super gross I, movie. I never <laughs> watched it. It's I've so never, good. <laughs> I only watched the original. I've never watched the the newer one because everybody has said exactly that that it's disgusting, and I'm not into like I'm not really into like gory, bloody. It's just gory, it's bloody. it's. So, like, yeah. you actually get to see, like, with practical effects. And, again, the effects in the movie are, like, amazing. Yeah. Like, seeing a person, like, being digested and, like, deteriorating Ew. beneath the blob. No. And they break, and they definitely break a cardinal rule in the movie. You know, I feel like there's an unspoken rule in horror movies where it's, like, you don't kill one of the kids. And one of the kids totally gets eaten in the movie towards the end. And oh, it's, like, yeah. what the fuck? I mean, we're talking, like, eight or nine years old. No. It's like, or like somewhere around that, I mean, there, there were two kids in the movie and they were best friends mm -hmm. and the best friend was hanging out. So it's like the, the kid who was actually a part of the family and then his best friend yeah. and they're like climbing up this ladder and then like he gets like caught or something and he gets pulled in, but then he gets to pop out one last time and his mouth is all like, you know, like remember in like Pink Floyd's The Wall, how the kids looked in that, like, mm -hmm. like, and it's just, Ooh, and you see the yellow jacket and it's falling apart and he reaches out one last time and then goes back down in the water and it's like, what the fuck? Come on, like it's, it's such a gross, brutal movie. Like if, and a shout out if you love horror movies, go see the Blob remake if you haven't, because it will not disappoint you as far as grossness, special effects, gore, all that. It's, 
I, I I liked it. I'll probably never watch it again, but it again, it's great. You're I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're kind of reminding me of was it the movie with John Voight and I thought it was Jennifer Lopez about the snake? Was it Anaconda? Yes. Did you ever see that? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna give a big huge spoiler um, to anybody that hasn't seen Anaconda. Um, so stop it if, and go watch it if you really want to. It's kind of a piece of shit movie by today's standards. But I just remember, like, in that movie, Towards the End, um, the Anaconda is, like, huge in diameter and everything. I don't remember what happens to, I think it was Jennifer Lopez that was in it. I don't, we don't care about that. Um, John Voight, he got devoured whole by the Anaconda. And then a little while later... Um, he got like he either they killed the anaconda or somehow they like pulled John Voight or he somehow John Voight and his body somehow got ejected from the from the anaconda, and it's almost like he was all just like you know like yeah. like straight and everything, and you see his face and then suddenly you see like either like he opens his eyes or his eyes are open. And he just like winks one eye, and then he's devoured again. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I know it was so creepy. Yeah. It was creepy right. at the time. But, but anywho, get, getting getting back to dreams. Mm-hmm. So me seeing that cover, cause the cover, the cover of the VHS cover of the Blob back then mm-hmm. was a shot of the first guy in the movie who's like the girl's boyfriend. Like when it comes down from the ceiling and drops on top of him, yeah. him like screaming like, oh my God, with his hands out in the Blob over him. Mm-hmm. And that's like the, the cover. And, mm-hmm. and again, that's such a gross scene because he's got it on him and he's screaming and then you slowly start seeing him like being dissolved. And yeah. But that but that was the cover. And I remember looking, yeah. looking at the back of it and it's like you've got the pink Blob on it. So again, coming back to colors, pink Blob. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that. So this, um, th- this is why I think I dreamt this movie is because of that. Uh, dr- dreamt this dream is because of that cover. Okay. So, you know, in this dream, I'm either it was at my house or it was at a friend's house, and like out on this porch, and I'm looking to my left. Like so, I'm on their back porch, looking to my left looking down the hill a little bit and I see it like outside of the friend's house in their backyard like a pink blob like maybe no more the size of a kiddie pool so it's like it's small but it's like moving a little bit and it's like and it's like what is that Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is should we let our parents know and I could have sworn because it was like it was me and like somebody else in the dream maybe like one or two other kids there were no adults in this dream Mm-hmm. It's like, what should we do? Should we go in? I don't know. Should we try and make a phone call? And like, I could have sworn, like, we tried to make a phone call going back in. And every time we took our eyes off it, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it, baby, it got to the point where, like, in the dream, it was so massive and giant. It actually, like, took on, like, some sort of a humanoid form and actually lifted the house off of the ground up into the sky. Mm. And so here here I am and I can't remember or not if like one, one of my other friends that was a kid was also in the dream too but here I am in the sky and when I say in the sky I'm talking like as high as like a plane like way way high up in the sky in this house being held up by this pink blobbish monster slowly taking on a humanoid form and every once in a while like in the windows you would see this giant giant eye mm. in the pinkness looking through the windows like in the in the 
iris or people is like looking all around trying to find me and I'm hiding under beds, I'm hiding under counters and as I, I'm hungry, try, try and get some snacks out of the kitchen and I grab it and then the eyes coming back in looking in and it's just like hiding and and it was just like, so here I am like hiding from this giant pink monster. Reminded me of the, like the eye of Sauron, where it's like. But it was it was it was kind of like that, you know, like how the eye moved in the movie when it's looking around, and like how how it was looking around in the movie, it was like that. But imagine that, like looking through a window, like from a pig monster. Yeah. And I don't somehow like we defeated it. Okay. Like and somehow like we ended up going back in time, but that was or it wasn't even that we went back in time, but like we beat it, and then it was like ah everything's all done everything's safe the house is back down we're perfectly safe and then i look outside and i see another pink little pink blob the size of a kiddie pool and i'm like and again i can't remember if it was like traveling back in time or we beat it and we were safe but it was it was that feeling of oh my god it's gonna happen again it's like what do we do like we had that moment of feeling safe and that it was over and then i was like oh no it's gonna start again and then it did and and that was that dream basically hmm. Yikes. Yep. And was it was it a recurring one or? No, no, that was the only one, but I'm going to get to that now because mm, okay. again, like I said, another segue. So recurring dreams. Um, another reason, you know, why I dreamt this too was definitely because of movies because <laughs> um, I saw the, I mean, I'm sure you did too, the, the miniseries version of It with Tim Curry at, at a younger yeah. age. Okay. And... And of course, if you're still a kid and you've seen that, it's like, okay, uh, a demon that kills kids and you're still a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty scary at at my age. I don't know if you felt that same way for you, but like, I legit... Did you read the book? Not yet, but I want to. Well, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> <laughs> like the book is... I hate to be one of those people who's like, oh, the book was better. No, in this case, it wasn't about the book being better. It's about like, the book had a lot of description of things that were like, whoa. Yeah. So it's but, worth it. Yeah. Even while I was awake, mm-hmm. like even while I was awake, I was scared of Pennywise. Like I would sit down on the toilet and I thought that Pennywise was going to come up, reach out, grab me from my balls and penis and like pull me through the pipes in the, in the toilet. It's like, not my balls. No, I <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. I, like I, you know, I thought it was like something like he was going to come up, pull me through the drain and pull me down into the, the sewers and, and die through the pipes. So like, so, of course, I was d- dreaming about him, too. But in the dream, he wasn't always completely like how he looked in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's one dream where I remember in particular. Yeah. It's like it was Pennywise, but he didn't completely have his makeup. He definitely like had the shape of the head, okay. but his hair was like long, white, and straight. So he was still bald on top, but instead of having the big poofy hair, it was like long, straight hair, kind of like... Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary Oldman at the end of the movie. Remember how he had that long straight hair at the end of the movie? It was like that. Mm-hmm. But he also had Dracula's red robe, like that silk, like red robes that he had at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it was like here I was, like I was hiding from him, and he had this other kid on this like, like stone altar, similar to like how Dracula, ha- you know, when he was like on top of Lu- Lucy and the wolf form in the movie. Okay. And he had this kid like on the altar and here he is like, you know, the kid's screaming and then he bites him in the neck and then he starts eating the kid while I'm hiding. And it was, so like I had a lot of dreams like that where it was like some variation of Pennywise or not even Pennywise, but Tim Curry playing a monster. Hmm. 
And but there was but again coming Tim Curry seemed to have like some history. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but legend. <laughs> but yeah. But uh um coming back to like how you said eventually you had that certain dream and it stopped. Yes. I remember there was one dream that I, had, I was still living in Spencer and again must have been like I was probably around the same age around like fifth or sixth grade because when I dreamt this dream, this dream actually took place in the like basketball court area of Maple Street School. So shout out to anybody listening to this that grew up in Spencer if you if you remember Maple Street School and that you know, that playground basketball court area. This is where the dream took place. And it was me like and a group of friends and Pennywise kept on trying to like get us and like he would be in the sky we could hear his voice but every time he showed up we all just started screaming at him so it's like i could even feel it in my chest in the dream like i was screaming him away like i'm not afraid of you get lost you can't hurt me like like screaming at the top of my lungs like facing it like fuck off fuck out of my dreams get away i don't care about you i want you out of here and i hate you and like that was the whole dream. Like I was like trying to like, what do we do? How do we get rid of him? And then every once in a while, like you see him in the sky, like, hi kitties, and like, fuck you, get rid of. Ah! And after I woke up from that dream, and I remember that. But after I had that dream, I never had another Pennywise dream ever again. Like it was Interesting. just or or a variation of Pennywise. Like which makes me wonder if between like my Ant Man finally getting to me and you finally like coming to like building up to a climax of you with Tim Curry and everything. It just makes me wonder if this is our way in our childhood of facing like whatever fear it was. Even even if you didn't in your waking hours recognize of having a fear, like I didn't recognize in my waking hours of having a fear of ants. No, it's like an ant is an ant. If I'm, if I'm going to have a fear of anything, it'll be spiders. All right, but I didn't dream of spiders. I dreamt of a bucket of ants. But it's like he finally caught up with me, and it's like in a way I faced that fear of him coming after me, and he finally caught up with me. So did you finally like face your fear? I think I did in the dream because in the dream I was like, all right, I'm ready for war. I'm not scared of you anymore, and I'm gonna scream you away. And I I, like it never came back. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, this coffee is really doing its job this today. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> um, here's another segue for you, because mm-hmm. um, we've talked about colors, yeah. recurring dreams. Have because I definitely have something to say on the subject. Have you ever had a war dream, or in the way I say like war, like battle, mm-hmm. or a zombie apocalypse dream? If I did, unfortunately, I don't remember like 98% of my dreams. So maybe I did and I just don't remember. If there's anything, just let's hold on, hold on really tight to what you just said right now. I want to go back again for a second to you talking about screaming at him in your dream. Yep. How do you feel about like whenever you like are screaming in your dream and you feel like you can't quite get it out? It's not a full full blown, Instead, in your dream, when you're trying to scream, it's more of a, of a, and you can't quite get the scream out not, in your dream. Not necessarily. That's to me way too much. Not necessarily <laughs> that, but I've definitely woken up hoarse 
from moments like that. Like I get, like I actually feel like I need a drink of water. Yeah. Like or else like even in the dream I want to scream, I'm trying to scream and it's almost like the equivalent of if somebody was holding their hand over my mouth. Not like that was happening in the dream, but it's like if you're trying to scream in the dream, it's like you can't open your mouth. It's like you're paralyzed. You want to scream, you're you're paralyzed with fear and you can't even like you can't get anything out in the dream. Nightmare? I get I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. No. no. I'll be okay, listeners. I'm perfectly I, I, fine. We're just uh I'm sure everybody has had nightmares at one point or another. I, so I, I But anyway, for me, back to... let's let's start with the war ones. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely had dreams where I was a soldier in the army okay. maybe even around like the world war ii era or like somewhere in the middle or like a fictional war but you know definitely overseas definitely in the trenches have a band of brothers did you watch 1917 with me by the way no you didn't oh i watched that on my own right. it so was really good here's Anyways. here's one dream in particular <clears throat> is uh, it was me with a band of brothers we were behind enemy lines like basically mm-hmm. all all of our other platoon like got annihilated and we needed to find our way out basically okay. like hiding in the trenches like hiding doing this i could have sworn somebody in my band of brothers was ernie hudson so <laughs> and it, again it was probably like late world war ii or something like that but not even necessarily world war ii but it was definitely trench warfare like you were behind enemy lines with guns hiding in trenches bombs are going off but there was no like automatic weapons no helicopters like the yeah. the technology was definitely like the when i say technology i mean like for warfare was definitely dated mm-hmm. but it wasn't quite world war Two. it was almost like a fictionalized like world war Two five years after it or, or something yeah, like that it was that era yeah like you know so okay yeah okay. so here, here almost kind of, and actually no i guess it was world war Two. was it like dirty dozen like imagine like if i dreamt the Dirty Dozen, and Ernie Hudson is part of my crew, but instead of us sneaking in, we're trying to sneak out. Like, we're trying to get away because our platoon's dead, and we're trying Dirty to... Dirty Dozen was World War II? I believe so. Yeah, because that was... You saw Kelly's Heroes, right? I think so, yeah. That one's worth your time if you, if you yeah. haven't. I, you know what, I, I don't know if I have, but, but yeah. Clint Eastwood, Donald Sutherland. You know what, I haven't seen that, but, <gasps> but what I did see... Oh, we gotta watch it. But again, Dirty Dozen, that had, uh, was it Lee... Marvin. Lee Marvin was Telly Savalas in that one. Yes, and he played okay. a creep in that one too. I don't think I've ever watched that one. So and, we gotta uh, do a switcheroo. We Charles need to Bronson. Charles Bronson. They were basically all criminals. Like they mm-hmm. they were in the barracks for like shit that they had done, okay. and they were all like I think they were all condemned men basically. But this mm-hmm. was like all right, we're gonna send you on a suicide mission, and if you can come out of it, you get a full pardon basically. <laughs> and okay. it's it's a rad movie. It's great, but like I again like me in my dream. Like, again, I, I, people I was with wasn't criminals or anything, but, like, just, like, I dreamt in that, like, that camera quality, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I almost dreamt, like, I was in, like, a classic movie, like, in war with a band of brothers, and we're trying to escape. Okay. So, but two things I remember from that dream is, like, we snuck, snuck into this compound, and they were definitely, like, military people, too, but they were, like... N- neutral they weren't on any side like of course when we were in there we're like please help us we're just trying to get out of here can you please help a radio and the guy like for some reason had a huge jar of acid and then in his own language he he looks at the jar of acid he just says like fuck you and like throws it at me and it's all over my chest and it burns me but for some reason in the dream it didn't hurt and then it was like 
and like I'm like I'm tapping myself and it was almost like I had a fire but it was I was like whoo oh, all right whew, thank God that's over <laughs> like so I was still okay but towards the end of the dream we got caught and we were in a bullet fire and we all got shot like Ernie Hudson got killed and here he is in the water and here I am in the water like all shot up and I'm dying and I look over and there's like a mirror from something that had broken off and I'm able to look in the mirror and see myself and I'm William Shatner in the dream like I'm William Shatner and as I see myself in the mirror like and as I'm fading out and I'm dying I start going these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise <laughs> its mission to explore strange new worlds to boldly go where no man has gone before and then I died and then I woke up that was the end of the dream <laughs> question were you yeah. 60s Shatner or 80s Shatner I was that's a good question. Were you old or were you young? I was like in between. Like if I was if I was movies era Star Trek yeah. Shatner, I was probably like the first movie or the second movie. Okay. You know, like so like young enough that I could still do action, but not like super super young. But I it was definitely me like looking in the mirror. Holy shit! I'm William Shatner, and as I'm dying, I'm quoting the the intro to Star Trek, and then yeah. I woke up. Imagine if you were like the era of Priceline Negotiator. <laughs> Priceline Negotiator. All right. I still can't believe that we met him. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't think we've ever talked about that. Yeah, we met William Shatner. Um, it was like Comic Con type it, events. It was Comic Con, um, and it was crazy because. Was he, it the one in Providence though? It was the second one. Well, they were both in Providence, weren't they? Well, no, because, I mean, we used to go to Rock and Shop, too. Yeah, it was, de- no, it was definitely the, the Comic-Con in Providence. Oh. And it was the second one that we went to. Um, George Takei had his own table, too. And it was crazy because George Takei's table, like, had a line so long that it was just wrapping around the place. And, oh William, Shat- and William Shatner had, like, three people. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand that I don't at understand all. it either, yeah. It, it, I mean, it would have been cool to have, like, you know, met, shook hands with George Takei and everything, sure. But it's like... William Shatner? Are you fucking kidding me? This is awesome. Me- meeting him, it was weird. Like the tone of his personality, it was like running it, running into your old high school principal, and it was like that attitude of like, "Hey, I'm not responsible for you anymore." Like he just kind of like, like it's like, okay, don't say the wrong thing, but hey, it's very nice to meet you. Like, can you but, believe he is 92? Really? Yep. Nice. Good for him. Yeah. Just looking him up right now. Yeah. 92. That's one movie that I do want to go. Uh, I do want to watch again, and it's honestly one that I really need to see about getting. I can't believe I'm going to say this because we're living in a time now where even DVDs are like, you know, they're starting to become a thing of the past. People are like, oh, you know, it's not have DVDs anymore. Blah blah blah. But anyways, the movie. Um, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? No, no blanks, no blanks. Ah, the one that William Shatner was in with Yul Brunner. Brothers Karamazov. Ah. Yes. So, I have it on VHS. I would love to eventually get that on DVD. Or Blu-ray. Or Blu-ray. No. um, I'm putting that on a wish list for you to get that for me one of these days. Because if you haven't seen that movie and if you can find it anywhere... I highly, highly suggest it. It's just such a, I mean, 
you know, it's a classic story, but the delivery of it and the acting is just phenomenal, and I'm a little biased anyways because it's a movie I was raised on. So, you know, when you're raised on, on watching something, the sun rises and sets on it. And then you introduce something to me, and maybe I've never watched it before, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of corny. It's not a corny movie. Yeah. It's so good. Yep. Anyways. And sorry to segue to something else, mm-hmm. you know, like how we did with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, we're you, kind of... You mentioning, yeah. you know, as far as, like, even DVDs and Blu-ray and, you know, maybe think of the moment, it's like we're definitely living in a world of streaming. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of crazy to think of that. It's like, you know, that people have chosen not to own their movies. They would prefer to rent them. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, when you're paying for a subscription, they don't belong to you, and the people that are providing them mm-hmm. don't, you know, they, they get to decide what you watch, mm-hmm. I guess. And even, like, with, like, streaming music, you know, that kind of annoys me a little bit, too, because, it's like, there are albums that, like, I love that I've had on my, like, Apple music playlist, and I'll be rocking out to them, you know, going to work and stuff. And, like, I've noticed that there's some albums I downloaded, and now they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Per- you mean stuff that you've paid for? Well, he, he, here's the thing on that. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is stuff that I paid for in the past on iTunes mm-hmm. that if I probably went to my other iTunes playlist because it's under a different account, um, I probably could still access that. But as far as, like, it being st- streamable, like, and downloadable in Apple Music, it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. A perfect example, I mean, and if you know me, you know that I'm a huge Danzig fan. Uh, Death Red Sabbath, which is a great record, is gone from streaming. Like I, I can barely even find stuff on YouTube for it. Um, and another, another album that he did, Lost Tracks of Danzig, I had that whole album downloaded in my playlist, driving to work, rocking out to Pain is Like an Animal. It's like, oh, I fucking love this song. Mm-hmm. It's not even in my downloads anymore. Like it's, it's gone. And it's like, oh, so that's how it is, huh? Like, I don't get to choose what I keep. Okay. But that's why also in this household, this household still holds on to VHS, DVDs. Um, we have a smattering of cassette tapes here and there. Not much. No, but almost for like nostalgia value at this point. Um, tons of CDs. Um, yeah, we hold on to our music I, in many different forms. I used I need to break out my iPod Classic again yeah. sometime. I know the button's starting to go on it. Like every once in a while, like it pauses. Mm. But but I mean, I do have a lot of good music that's not streamable on there. Yeah. You know. But anyways. Mm. But anyways. Back to dreams. So um, we left off with you with the dream, and you looked in the mirror and you saw yourself as. Yeah. Um, William Shatner. William Shatner. And, and that's yeah. like the, the main war dream that I remember. Have you ever dreamt any war dreams or anything like that? Again, um, <clears throat> nothing that nothing that I remember. Okay. Maybe I did, but... So... And, and knowing me, me knowing me, <clears throat> uh, if I did have any kind of dream that involved war, it would probably be, and this is the first thought that comes to mind... Something that would be like good, the bad, and the ugly world—not uh, world war. Um, good, the bad, and the ugly uh, civil war era type stuff. I would probably have a dream like that. I'd probably have a dream with cannons in it, if anything. Mm. Nice, yeah, probably. Uh, but coming to the next topic that I asked you about, or uh, end oh. of the world. 
Okay. I probably, more than likely, because you know how much of I am a sucker for the interest and intrigue of uh, end of the war scenarios, I'd probably have an end of the war. Uh, end, end of the, the world. world. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. But anyways. Um, so the, the next topic of it I had brought up, zombie dreams. Mm-hmm. But I'll even ask you this too. In addition to like, have you ever had a zombie apocalypse dream? Have you ever had a dream that felt like it lasted for weeks oh, or yeah. months? Yep. I had dreams that I woke up and I felt tired. <laughs> like, can, can <laughs> like, you... where was I? <laughs> was can, I can you name any, any zombie dreams that you've had? No. Um, okay. Zombies, I can take it or leave it when it comes to any kind of zombies stuff in film. No. They definitely irk me. They... this something I find very uh yeah they're they're scary don't get me wrong but it's like you have the zombie movies where they're running after you and then you have the ones that are like and they're just like taking a step you know arms falling off and everything and if they actually catch up to you it's because you're standing there in one spot you know allowing them to come up to you and get you you know so I just kind of find the whole thing with zombies a little inconsistent um they're trying to come up with either they either they you know work faster than not at all uh, the whole zombie genre doesn't really do too much for me I, I've definitely had two notable dreams for zombies Yeah. the first one it was back when I still lived in Spencer in the Spencer house and the Spencer house is actually in the dream and I remember like looking out that window you know that window that was in the dining room and it looked over the driveway going yes. down into the street. The room that your mom had all the plants in the, it was like a bay window. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So I remember having a dream where I'm in that room and I look out the window and I look up the street mm-hmm. or it looks down towards the street and then I just see coming up the street this single fucked up slow moving zombie. Just one. <laughs> just one. And I'm just sitting there like what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> and then Target practice. It's like, Mom, <laughs> Dad. And it's like, I don't think Mom and Dad were even in the dream, but, like, John ended up popping up in the dream. Yep. He's my brother. I'll, I'll mention him fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I think they're here. I think it's happening. And then next thing you know, we're, like, boarding things up, and there are more and more coming out. And then we ended up popping into my first car. Did I ever tell you about the Ford Taurus? It was the first car Briefly. I ever owned. Was it a wagon? Yeah, it was yeah. a station wagon. Yeah. 94 Ford Taurus. Mm-hmm. Had like the wood paneling on the sides and it yeah. had this like bluish, grayish, silverish color to it. I know you're sticking your tongue out at me yeah. right now, but I fucking loved that car. It was my first car and it had a little tape deck thing so I could plug the iPod into it with the tape deck and I fucking loved it and I, I drove everywhere. I, I loved reason, it. The reason why I say that is because I very briefly, because um, I needed a vehicle at the time, um, I very briefly drove around a, like, navy, it seemed like a navy blue um, tourist station wagon that my dad had. He just had it as, like, a, a utility vehicle, an extra vehicle, and I drove it back to and from work, you know, a handful of times until it just, like, at least it didn't shit the bed when I was driving it. It might have been my ex that was driving it also at the time, and it died on him. It was just such a piece of shit and everything. It drove like a boat. <laughs> just not a, they're just ugly to me. Yeah. Anyways. Well, well, anyways, in the dream, mm-hmm. we had somehow found a way and made the time to like strap like 
like shotguns to the roof of it and stuff like that. So it's like I was able to get in, and John's like, "Hey, get in!" And it's like, "All right, let's do it." He's you like take Mad the truck and like Mad Max style, and we were able to like get past the zombies into the car and drive off. And it's like, "Where are we going?" I don't know. Just drive. Just get out of here. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's all I remember from that dream. <laughs> but this other dream. And this is why I asked you, have you ever had those dreams that felt like they lasted for weeks at a time? Yep. I had this dream that started, like, it was a zombie breakout. Like, it just started happening. Like, holy shit. But it was, like, on an island. But here's the way I can describe it. Because you know, like, how an island tends to be a little more tropical sometimes, I guess. I guess if you could think of it that way. But the terrain, it was much more still just like if you were by a lake right here in New England. So it's like we were on an island, but it was like pine trees. Okay. And like, you know, pine needles on the floor. Uh, not on the floor, on the ground, you know. And so here we are running up this hill, like in, in like through under the pine trees, through the pine needles. And there's like a good handful of like zombies chasing us up this hill. And it's like, we got to get out of here. And again, nobody that I knew in the dream. It was just these people. And it was almost like we were scientists. And like, it was just this first breakout. It was like ground zero. And we're running up this hill and people are getting caught. Got a question. Yeah. You were running, while you were running up that hill, um, did you make a deal with God? <laughs> Humph. No. Is this, is this thing on? <laughs> just checking in. <laughs> Anyways. So but running up that hill. I was running up that hill. It's going to make a deal with God. <laughs> <laughs> Two avocados for ten bucks. <laughs> said that's not very good. <laughs> but it's the principle. All right. And I, so I ended up finding... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm, gonna, I'm working off a hot flash right now. Oh, God. Anyways. Anyways. So running up... Running up that hill <laughs> and like into a shack, but it's like the shack for like science. Here, here's, the, here's the best way I can describe like this, like little building. I could have sworn I made you watch the original Swamp Thing movie with me, maybe, maybe, but but I don't remember context for, right about yeah. Now. But for anybody listening, if you ever saw Swamp Thing and that spot where they were doing their scientific work be- before he became Swamp Thing, mm. it was like that. So it's like I got in there, barred it. We were barring it, barring it up so they couldn't get in. And there was like an underground like escape tunnel that went like into the ground and then like even underneath the water. And that's how we got away. And then it was like, you know, you get to the military, notifying the military, and the zombie apocalypse is spreading. I, like, this dream that I had, babe, it felt like it lasted months. It was, like, so long. There's definitely some gaps in the dream that I can't remember, but towards the end, it's like, you know, we're on buildings, and there's, like, rival factions of people. Mm-hmm. But it was we were, like, dressed like the Matrix, too. So we all, like, had this leather gear with, like, sniper rifles, and we're covering each other while we're going in and stealing supplies. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, and, like, typically, like, even, like, in Walking Dead, I mean, that's kind of how it happened there, too. But in my dream, it wasn't as, like, run down. Like, it wasn't, like, burnt buildings and abandoned cars. Like, things still looked clean and functional but there were just zombies around but again it's still but again in the dream stuff still looked like it was running like we still lived in a world where there were politicians and there were police and stuff but here we are like a secret organization and wearing like matrix gear and the other people that were rivaling against they're wearing matrix gear too it was almost like they created the virus and we're trying to stop it and but and then 
eventually I woke up and that, that's what that was. But have, so coming back to that, have you ever had any dreams that felt like it lasted for like weeks or months? Like you had a little life inside your dream? Quick answer. Yes. What those dreams were? No. Um, what, what I tend to remember will be little snippets of things or else like as time goes on, no, we could be in the midst of a conversation and then I could end up feeling like I have deja vu, like I, you know, or, you know, maybe I'm somewhere or maybe I'm watching something or maybe, again, it's a conversation or whatever that I feel like I'll have a sense of deja vu and it's either because I really already was there or I was there in my head. No, I was there in a dream. So when it comes to full-fledged dreams, um, I really, I have a hard time with, with remembering them. You know, it's another one that I do remember. And again, this is just a quick little snippet of a dream. Is, um, I remember, oh, I got two. Um, one, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the scary one first, and then the awesome one afterwards. Um, the scary one, and again, snippets. Just tiny little fragments of dreams that I remember. This one was, as you know, how I have a fear of suspension bridges. I was on the Golden Gate Bridge. It was totally gray, foggy all over the place. And I wasn't just on the bridge. Oh no, no. I was up on top of one of the, one of the points. So whatever you call that tippy top, you know how like they, what do you call those things where it's like this is, they, they go up into a point and then they come down. Was it a, is it a pylon? What is it? Roller coaster? No, babe. I'm talking about a bridge. Oh. I'm talking about, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to Google it. Can we look it up, Jamie? Can yeah, we look because it up? we don't know what those points are. Um, let me talk into my phone for a second. What are the points on a suspension bridge called? Suspension cables on vertical suspenders. What are the parts of the superstructure, substructure? That's not helping me out at all. What are the towers on a suspension bridge called? Okay, in the case of suspension bridges, can't talk bridges, Towers are built atop the caissons. The early suspension bridge towers were stone, but now they are either steel or concrete. Next to the anchorages are built on both ends, usually of reinforced concrete with embedded steel eye bars to which the cables will be fastened. So coming back to this quick snippet of a dream that I had, I was on the Golden Gate Bridge. I was on top of one of the towers at the very tip top. Remember that movie with the people that would turn into wolves? Um, and it was like um, in like indigenous peoples, like Indian based, and it took place was in the it Bronx. Wolfen? Yes. I yeah. love that movie. That's a good movie. That's such a good movie. But you know how like you had like the Native Americans that they were always on top of those bridges? Yeah. Um, and there was a reason behind that, and I don't remember the context why, but, like, they chose that line of work, and it was, like, a line yep. of work for, like, maintenance reasons. Like, <clears throat> there were certain, there's certain people in the world that can brave, um, being that high up. Well, either way, in my dream, I was at the tippy top of the tower of the Golden Gate, 
gray, super, super gray, foggy all around me. And I took a nosedive down. Ugh. Yep, I totally did. And to babe, to this day, I still remember the feeling in my gut of falling. Hmm. And just as I hit the water, I woke up, of course. <laughs> so I lived. <laughs> but the whole feeling of falling, it's almost like if you were on one of those like high, you know, yep. one of those high platforms and you're going to take yourself like a, you know, an Olympic dip into, you know, into a pool from a very high, you know, it was, I was perfectly poised. It wasn't like I was, oh, I tripped, I fell, oh my goodness, you know, no, this was, it was almost like a, like I had a plan and, you know, I was like, here we go and dive. And the feeling at the bottom of my gut was horrific. But anyways, that was the scary dream. What? I was, I was going to say, in, in the subject of falling, have you ever had one of those dreams where you were falling and then when you woke up, your legs sprung up? Has that ever happened to you? Maybe I've, something along I've, those lines? I swear there was like an entire year where I was having dreams like that and when I would wake up, like, my knees would shoot right up. Huh. Like, Do you remember the time, before I forget... I don't remember what I was dreaming of, obviously, but was it with you that I kicked you out of bed once? Literally? Yeah, you legit, like, started fighting me in bed. Like, you're, like, you were, like, pushing and kicking me, like, like I was attacking you and you were defending yourself. And I'm like, babe, what the fuck? And I totally <laughs> kicked you out of the bed. And you're, like, and you woke up and you're, like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? I don't know. I have no idea. In fact, this reminds me of a, a funny moment. I think it was like the first year you and I were together. Do you remember that night we both woke up and like I was coming out of a dream and I asked you, and I, I think what it, what I said to you was like, hey, babe, did you ever get past those penguins? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and to give cl clarification on that. Goddamn penguins. To give clarification on that, in my dream, you were playing a video game. It was like a puzzle puzzle video game and where you had to get by these penguins and you were trying to solve the puzzle to get past the penguins and you kept on dying or failing or had to start over and you were so frustrated with the game you're like this, I fuck this game but I need to get past this part I gotta do it and so me waking up and I asked you I was like hey babe are you still having trouble with those penguins and you're like what the fuck are you talking yeah. about and I'm like wait a minute what the fuck am I talking about? That was all a dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Honestly, babe, that's the best part is the fact that I had absolutely no context as to... And you you are totally guilty of doing that before. Don't ask me for a time. Don't ask me for what you said because I don't remember. You know, my memory does not run that deep as yours. But um, I, you have definitely done it before where if you're drifting in and out, and you're just beginning to fall asleep, there's been times that like having a conversation with you is hilarious. And one of these days I should record it. No, but it's but it just happens so quickly and it is just so like nonsensical that I'm just like, I'm dying, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, what, what, you know, and you just nonsensical talking in your sleep. I hear the secrets that you keep. <laughs> No, you, you definitely, but but yeah, you'll just, you'll try to act like you ex, you absolutely know what you're saying. You'll even sound like you, you know your shit when you're falling asleep and everything. 
Speaking but. of falling asleep, a car just pulled in. Mm-hmm. Winnie is asleep, but did you hear Winnie growling a little bit? No, because she's closer to you than me, so, and that's for them. So, For people listening, as you know, sometimes we'll do a podcast and Winnie will start, woo, because mm-hmm. a car pulls in. A car just pulled into our neighbors, mm-hmm. and she is sound asleep, but I think somehow she heard the car in her sleep, and she was going like, Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's kind of helping, and this is where I say, babe, that one good thing about in the summertime using the air conditioners is that with all the windows closed and the air conditioners running, it helps drown things out. Yeah, good call. So they won't react as much as, you have all the windows open here, a mosquito will fly by and they'll, yep. they'll bark, they'll go crazy. But anyways, um, yeah, so nonsensical things when you drift off to sleep sometimes, and it's hilarious. And it'll be just be a sp- it could be a simple sentence of, "Hey babe, could you grab me a paper towel?" You know, or just like it just, it, just be the, it could just be the most stupid like stupid thing. And it's like I know he doesn't need a paper towel. I'm giving an example. Yeah. No, but just think of something that does not think of a sentence that does not match up with whatever conversation we could have been having. And there it is. You know, or it could just be simply you just drifting off and yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> what's okay what's fine i don't know but according to you, you know, that's okay that's fine to, to be fair <laughs> you have your moments too sure. like i told you about like how last week mm-hmm. how i was i was waking up and you were still asleep and you were in your sleep and you just went yes <laughs> <laughs> so i agreed to something yep i don't know what but there was sure. and there was that time you were laughing in your sleep too mm-hmm. Like I told you about that, you're just in, you're just lying there in your sleep, and you just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. I get a kick out of it. No, it's like I loved. I love the fact and that you remember stuff like that, and I love the fact that I remember things that you that you've like said or done in your sleep. That it's like. You and, know, uh, you're, you're being entertained. Whatever is entertaining you is entertaining me if I'm awake and I'm witnessing it. And I will bring you know? this up to I will bring this up to I'm not going to name names. I'm not mm-hmm. going to name who it is, but a certain person that used to visit, visit us in the part the apartment uh-huh. and would fall asleep and while asleep. Again, not naming names. Not naming names, but. I love it. Just figured I would bring that up. Who knows what was going on there in the dream. Um, Um, I do have my other quick snippet of a dream, good dream, that I do remember to this day, is I remember flying in a dream, but I wasn't flying a la Superman, you know, do, 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 do. I wasn't, I wasn't flying like that. I was flying like, what were the, was it Snoke? What was the no, not Snoke? What was the name of the the the, the noseless guys in Avengers that were with Thanos? Oh, and the way that, like the, they basically like would fly like you know feet down like they were standing upright. They would, was they, it the Ebony Ma? Yeah. 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 So remember how they flew? They basically flew standing up. It was just one guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He flew standing up, or even like Corypheus. Corypheus from in, Dragon Age, in, clarify for thank you. our fans. Dragon Age position, <laughs> the bad guy Corypheus, like if he actually like kind of if you want to call it flies or glides, it's standing upright. 
And so in my dream, I was flying standing upright, and I only went as high as the tip top, the very tip top of a tree. And the trees were all color covered in leaves. And in my dream, I remember like you know, I let them tickle, let the leaves tickle my feet. And I remember like reaching down and touching the leaves. And I was just perfectly like just flying, gliding along, and I was happy. I was not remotely scared at all. I wasn't scared of the height. No, if anything, it was like this was a new concept for me, but I knew what I was doing, and in the dream, I felt confident. So, yeah, that's that's all I remember. I remember even like the location and everything. It was like it was basically around the roads of my old childhood home, and it was sunny out, everything was cheerful and positive. So, good environment, good dream. I don't know. So, Here's a question for you, too. Okay. I'm going to ask this question at least for a comedic value. Oh, God. And just say yes or no. <laughs> so should we talk about sex dreams at all? No, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody okay. to know my deepest, deepest, you know. I don't want all my skeletons to come no, and, falling out of my closet. No. <laughs> but the only reason why I asked is because I know that there are some funny ones that I've told you that made you laugh, and I didn't know if yeah. they would be f funny. So, okay, we'll, we'll leave those out. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, um, I think for... <sighs> there are some things out there that I just feel that our listeners don't really need to hear good about. call good call no i'd like yeah. to keep a few things to myself i don't need to know about stuff like that okay let's let's, let's keep some things a little secretive a little okay mm. everybody can hold it against <clears throat> me that i dream about an ant man no what <laughs> <laughs> no oh wait yeah yeah so for <laughs> you can't even hold it against me it's a recurring dream and it's something that's not in, within my control and it's also a 40 year old dream at this point yeah for a second so, there I, for a second there i thought you were saying that you had a dream about paul rudd but no i no. wouldn't have a okay. dream about him yeah sorry don't get me wrong he's not ugly or anything like that but he's not he's not my cup of tea yeah, he's fair enough you know, he, he's All a good looking man but he's definitely not chris hemsworth yeah. and he's definitely not jason momoa so yeah and that's all I got to say about that. But there's a couple other really good-looking ones out there. But anywho, anywho. <laughs> and there's also one right in front of me. Good-looking, studly oh, man that you, you are. Yeah. That's why I married you. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh. Not for your personality, just for you. Well, <laughs> Peter. Oh, oh, Peter. Um. All right. Is it time for me to talk about the movie? that I dreamt, or should we hold off on that? Well, um, I think we should have a brief pause because the pups are kind of out and about. Like, they are kind of acting like they want to go O-U-T. Alrighty. So, Let's pause it real quick. We'll be right back. Alright. And we are back. Alright, so, to give a little context, a couple of weeks ago, I basically dreamt a movie. <laughs> Sometimes... I was seeing things through the main character's eyes and I was making their decisions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I was seeing it on the outside and seeing the actual actor. Okay. So, and of course I told you all this stuff too before, but I'm saying it again for the audience. Yeah, and it's nice to hear it again anyway, yeah. so. Um, another thing, the story that I'm about to tell, I did fill in some gaps here and there, so it's not a by-the-book retelling of my dream. But if it helps, like, in the dream, like, I dreamt it as if the stuff that I did fill in the gaps on 
did actually happen. So it's like, as I was experiencing the dream, it's like the stuff that I had filled in the gaps on did actually happen. And the ending that I'm going to be telling the story is different from the actual dream that I had, but I will be telling the original dream ending version after the story is done. Okay, so here is my movie. Here's my movie pitch. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Do we need like a certain theme before we do this? No, because we don't want to play anything that has copyrighted on, oh. on it. In so our... imagine some 20th century Fox fanfare then, if you will. Imagine it in your head. Yes. All right, and so, now, here we go. All right, so <laughs> let's create the scenario. Mm -hmm. You know, your average family, you know, husband, wife, two kids, maybe three kids, you know, things are happy enough, they make just enough money, things are just enough stable. The husband, you know, and again, I'm often seeing through the eyes of the husband or making the husband's decisions, but let's say the husband is kind of like your your typical, like, let's say, the guy that was in that show, The Killing, he was in the RoboCop remake, um, he was in the Suicide Squad movies, I can't remember his name, or somebody maybe more like uh, Paul Walker, rest in peace, mm. but just somebody who... That was your character? Yeah. So somebody that's not necessarily an action hero, but like when push comes to shove, they may be able to show resilience, if you will. Okay. All right. Um... So now, <clears throat> here's this family, and they're living their lives, they're having that, and then this car comes outside, and it's two individuals. Um, one of these two individuals is Pedro Pascal. We know Yay! Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is going to be our villain for the story. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember who the other guy was, but let's... You know, it's it's funny because it's like it's almost reminiscent of the River Wild. Do you remember that movie with Kevin Bacon and Meryl Streep? Yeah, yes. and Pedro Pascal is playing a very similar character to Kevin Bacon, mm -hmm. and his sidekick here could very easily be John C. Riley when he was that age. Not necessarily John C. Riley now, but back mm -hmm. but back then, like for with his health. For your health. <laughs> Sometimes I think of telepathy. telepathy, and I like to hover over all the bullies and go. Yeah, yeah. All right, getting sidetracked. <laughs> All right. So, back to the dream. And for the sake of the story, let's call Pedro's character Pedro because so that way we don't get confused on who Pedro Pascal is. So I'm going to be calling him Pedro. So Pedro knocks on the door, and it's a hi. Um, we we really need your help. You know, you know, we've been having some car trouble over here, and my cell phone died. Do you mind if we come in and use your phone? And it's like. Well, I we really don't know who you are, blah, 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 but maybe I could ring 911. They can come here. It's like, okay, sure, that's fine. I'll do that. And then next thing you know, one thing leads to another. And then next thing you know, Pedro and his friend burst into the home, you know, and they have their guns on everybody. It's like, all right, everybody sit down. We're going to have a nice, calm chat. Nobody needs to get hurt here. All you got to do is sit down and follow my directions. Okay. And I should also clarify, too, like, maybe even, like, a birthday party was happening while they came in because their neighbors are there. And in the story, like, the main family is friends with these neighbors, like a husband and wife. And so here they are. There's this hostage situation. And so, like, you know, things are getting a little tense. The, the husband of this friend family... You know, it's like, you know, I'm going to try and seize an opportunity. He's like, no, 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 don't do it. It's not safe. What about the kids? No, I'm going to go for it. And here he is, you know, he then suddenly tackles either 
Pedro or Pedro's friend, and there's, like, wrestling around, and, like, things get mashed, and then, like, somehow Pedro Pascal grabs an ice pick and puts it in the guy's head, and the wife is like, ah! and the, the neighbor's wife runs out the door, and he's like, oh, we can't have that, and he pulls out his gun, you know, and shoots her in the back dead, and, you know, Pedro goes to his buddy, he's like, bring her back inside, okay? We don't want to mess around here. And brings her back inside, and then it's like that tension, like two people just died, everybody's quiet. And Pedro Pascal kind of sits down in a chair and he's like, you know what, I'm hungry. Anybody else hungry around here? I see that you're having a birthday party. What do you have here? Looks at the wife. Hey, what do you have around here? And she's like very quiet, she's like, Sandwiches? Sandwiches? Oh, I like sandwiches. What kind do we have? Do we have turkey? Salami? A little quiet. Hey, what kind of sandwiches? We've got turkey. I love turkey. Can you go and make, grab us some turkey sandwiches? That'd be great. Sits down. She brings the sandwiches. It's like, oh, thank you so much. Takes a bite of it. This is really good. Okay. So as you can see, you know, he's chewing, he's eating. As you can see, we really don't like it when people don't listen to us. So unless you want what happened to them to happen to you, I suggest that you do everything that we say. All we're going to do is we're going to be hanging out in your house for a little while, and then eventually we'll go. Does anyone have a problem with that? Everybody's kind of like, scared, song quiet, no, okay, very good. So basically it lasts for a few days, you know, and the husband, you know, or my character, this character that I see I through, you know, he realizes that it's like, okay, any wrong move and my whole family is going to die. So I got to make all the right moves and I got to do everything just right. And I got to make sure that, you know, that everything goes smoothly. So this ends up lasting days where it's like they're hanging out and, you know, Pedro Pascal's like, you know, while we're doing this, we might as well play a board game or something like that. And then next, you know, they're playing board games. Um, somehow, like, like drugs come up. And it's like, does anybody here, like Pedro Pascal's like, does anybody here smoke pot? And then, you know, my, here's my character smoking pot with Pedro Pascal and we're swapping stories. And it's almost kind of like this sort of weird sort of, Mutual, syndrome. like mutual respect kind of happening where it's like this strange moment of like bonding with the villain um, and then eventually one day it happens it's like boom they wake up like the police or FBI are outside you know we've got the house surrounded and then like gunfire comes in like a sniper shot comes in and hits Pedro Pascal's buddy right in the head boom falls down dead gunfire everywhere you know, the kids are huddled up under the table, you know, and the wife is screaming huddled with the kids under the table, and there's gunfire, there's broken glass, like this big action movie moment, and and uh, the, the main character, the husband, is like, you know, I've got to get this guy as far away from my family as possible, and so I don't even really know how it entirely pieces together, but it's basically like Pedro Pascal gets away, I think he even gets shot, like in the shoulder, stuff like that, and here he is like going into the backyard trying to cut through the woods like holding his shoulder <laughs> where do I go where do I go and then the husband character pulls up in his own car opens a passenger door and he's like get in and the Pedro Pascal's like huh and he gets in the car you know and they drive away and they're able to get away from 
the FBI and, and the police. And so here they are on, on a stretch of road and they're driving and Pedro Pascal's holding his shoulder and he kind of has that like look on his face, kind of like similar to like Littlefinger when, uh, talking about Game of Thrones, mm. when Littlefinger realizes that Sansa is, is lying for him after he killed her aunt and he's got that look in his eyes like, why? It's like it doesn't completely trust the situation or what's going on, but it's like, you just helped me, why? And then it even yeah kind of asks that it's like why it's like, well, for one reason, I felt like my family would be a little safer with you not there, but also, you're kind of funny because again yeah. coming back to when they were bonding, you know they were joking around a little bit, and so from there it kind of turns into this weird sort of like, it ends up turning into like a hostage movie and then turning into like a, a buddy bandit sort of movie, and it's like you're not entirely sure if the husband is playing along trying to seize that right moment or if the husband is slowly getting Stockholm Syndrome but like the husband is like helping Pedro Pascal like like rob stores and holding things up and then you know there there are scenes where they're in a hotel room together and they're doing drugs and like prostitutes are there you know and the husband doesn't do anything with the prostitute but you, you kind of think like alright is he gonna like sees a moment with one of the prostitutes and say like hey I'm a hostage help me or like what's going to go on but it's like you're not entirely sure where they're going with this mm. but it's it's suddenly turned into this like buddy bandit like we're going to rob stores kind of sort of thing and you're not entirely sure where it's, it's going with that but then like there's like this this stop that they need to make it's at this for some reason in my dream it was like a combination of like an apartment complex but also like there were businesses there too and they had like a metal detector checkpoint and for some reason Pedro Pascal really wanted to go there and in my dream it was either like there was a buddy there that like really really wronged him and the, his other buddy that got shot and so it was like he really wronged him and he wanted to go there for payback okay. or he had money stashed there or both okay and so they go there and Pedro Pascal you know they're going in through the checkpoints and of course he he uh, goes through the checkpoint and he sets off the, the alarm mm -hmm. and next thing you know they get and basically like bef uh, sorry let me backtrack a little bit so Pedro Pascal says like when basically giving him directions when when I trigger the alarm we're gonna do this like Pedro Pascal's basically got a plan and he wants to set off the alarm for some reason so and he's like and when do you do this you know, when that happens, I want you to turn around real quick, and then you're going to break break the other security guard's jaw. It's like, okay, fine. And we, he triggers the alarm, and that's going on, and the, the other security guard's got my hands behind my back, or the husband's. And he said, and then I whispered to him, it's like, I'm a hostage. It's like, what? I'm a hostage of being held here against my will, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I don't want myself or my family to end up getting hurt, because he had my family hostages. And then it's like, holy shit, you're that guy, because again, that huge shootout at his home was in the news. So it's like, holy shit, you're that guy. I like, guess I am. It's like, well, let's take care of this right now. It's like, well, no, now's not the right time, but here's it. It's like, I'm very sorry, I'm going to have to break your jaw. What? And then he turns around, breaks the security guard's jaw. Pedro Pascal, he shoots the other security guard, and then they split up from there. And they're wandering through the buildings, and they're trying to do things. And Pedro Pascal ends up, you know, going into that room where he's looking for, for the money, or to confront person that wronged him and they have a huge confrontation there and he ends up killing that guy and and taking the money and the husband character or my character he's wandering through things and he ends up somehow finding like a steel bat like in the hallway or one of the rooms or something like that 
and then they end up meeting up again. And then it was kind of like that moment of like, all right, to get everything? Yeah, you got what you needed? All right, let's go. And as soon as Pedro P Pascal turns around, I take the steel bat and whack him in the knees, like totally hit him. Now, before I go any further in the story, if you want a little bit of interactive storytelling, and again, we can't play it here because of copyrights and stuff, for interactive storytelling, try and find on whatever streaming you use, YouTube, uh, Spotify, or Apple Music, and f or actually you can't use Spotify because Neil Young's not on Spotify anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, but the song uh, Down by the River, like if you want to have some interactive storytelling, have by that Neil Young. by Neil Young, yeah. have Down by the River by Neil Young geared up and I'll tell you when to, and basically you're going to press play when the credits start rolling. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, coming back to it. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. And Pedro Pascal turns around and I take the steel bat and whack him in the knees, like totally take out his knees so he can't walk. And he, you know, and then when he's down, like I like kick him in the face or something too. So he's like bleeding from the mouth. And he turns over and he rolls over and he's like laughing a little bit. It's like, huh, you do play the long game, don't you? It's like, huh, I gotta hand it to you. You even had me fooled, but I gotta tell you, this isn't gonna end well for you. And he pulls out the gun and he aims it right at the husband, pulls the trigger, click, it's empty. And then the husband goes, Sorry, Pedro. I've been counting your bullets all day. Yeah. And then Pedro Pascal's face drops like, oh, fuck, I'm caught, aren't I? And then right there, boom, goes to black. Directed by director. Now you can play Down by the River by Neil Young. So it's like, black, directed by... But then it like intermittently cuts back into things that are going on. So it's like, directed by... And then it comes back on. You see the police like putting Pedro Pascal in handcuffs. They're like, Don't make a fucking move! Then... Screenplay by, you know, black screen, you know, plays there for a little bit, comes back in, they're interviewing the husband, so, well, can you tell us about this and where that, you know, can you tell the whereabouts of this, you know, music score by, does that, and then comes back to the thing, it's got the newscaster, so we've been here today, and the, the person that has had the long streak of murder and this, and then, um, starring Pedro Pascal, you know, goes back to this. We have our wife coming down here. She'll be here in a moment. Um, teleplay by or what have you. Cinematography. Comes, comes back in. The wife's jumping out of the cop car. Honey! Honey! Like comes over to hug him. Um, produced by. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes back in again, like you get one last shot of Pedro Pascal, you know, sitting in the police car, like straight looking dead ahead. And he's got a look on his face like, well, I got caught. And then, and then the credits roll from there like from the bottom up and it's doing that mm -hmm. and, and I remember telling you this story and I actually geared up down by the river with that and you're like oh my god this sounds great yep it is because it's like actually as you're describing it I was getting some chills on my arms yeah and again coming back to it like that. Pedro Pascal in the story is like very playful very like whimsical but also like but also very dangerous to kind mm -hmm. of like Kevin Bacon in the River yes. Wild yeah and you know just that sort of personality it's like where you kind of like him but you don't want to like him and mm -hmm. and again like a, it's like the first half of the movie is this hostage situation and then the second half is like this buddy self-discovery like they're doing drugs together they're telling stories about their past like mm -hmm. you know their upbringings with their parents you know I could have sworn there was even like a moment in the dream you know, where they take drugs or peyote in the desert together, because again, they're driving through the desert. Oh, we got a fly. Yeah. Uh, the fly coming up. Return of the fly. All right, so 
that's my movie pitch. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to give you the original ending. So oh. if any potential directors, uh, screenwriters, uh, anybody that's involved in Hollywood in any remote way or independent film cares to help us out with this, now's your chance. Yep. <laughs> so your dream version. Then. So the, so the original ending in my dream when they get into that building and they do that check where, you know, the mm. security guards he breaks the security guard's jaw. Mm-hmm. Like once once I'm in the building and I'm looking around for things and trying to like plan things, it's like it's almost like everybody in the building knows and they're in on it and willing to help me. Like there's like a little kid that comes out of an apartment. And he's like, "Hey, Mister," and he hands me a piece of paper and I can't read the piece of paper because it's in a dream. And like I look at the piece of paper and he's like, "We're behind you on this, okay?" And then I look at the paper. It's like, "Not yet. Wait for my signal." And I give the piece of paper back to the kid and I run out. And the same thing happens, like, with the whole steel bat thing. But I think instead of a steel bat in the dream, I think it was, like, either, like, I don't know, like, it was a wrench or it was a trash can or something like that. Or it was something like that. But, again, same thing. Knocked him over. Oh, you play the long game, don't you? But you're not walking away from this. Pulls the gun. And he pulls the trigger and it's empty. And in the dream, my actual dream, I said, sorry, I stole all your bolt. I got all your bullets out of your gun. But at the same time, I was like, how would that have happened if he used the gun to kill the security guard and they yeah. separated? So it's like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then the yeah. other thing with this, too, is that when it happened and that whole scene, I took all your bullets out. Everybody that was from the building was, like, surrounding us. And, like, the Kim's up, comes up, too, and he's like, huh, you're going to get it now. Aren't, you're going to get it now, aren't you, Pedro? And then, like, the, the superintendent of the building, like, the, the janitor, is creepy and bald, kind of like the, the janitor character from... Uh, from a Harry Potter mm. that was played by uh, mm-hmm. Walter Frey. And it's like, it was almost like he was there, but he had an American accent. He comes up and he's got a mop and he's just kind of like, like holding the mop like he wants to put it in Pedro's asshole. And he's like, <laughs> and, he's like and I'm good. I get to have my way with you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, and then I woke up and it was like, yeah. and, and again, it's like, what? What the mm-hmm. fuck was that? But, yep, there you go. That's, that's the movie that I dreamt. I've changed some things as, as I told you on my end, but there you go. There's my movie pitch. Yay. Like I, and I remember waking up from that dream, and I'm like, don't forget it, because you know how when, sometimes you wake from a dream and you still have it while you're awake, but then yeah. it like goes away, and you're like, oh shit, what was it? Like yeah. I woke up, and I'm like, don't lose it, don't lose this dream, don't lose it, don't let go of it, don't lose it. And I was able to hold on to it, and then I'm even sitting there thinking like, Jesus Christ, should I write a script? But mm-hmm. yeah, what, what the? I'm waiting. But what the fuck do I know about writing a script? You know. But no, just just write it. But there you go. That's that's my movie. If anybody out there is listening to this and they like to write scripts and they're like, hey, can I write a script with your approval? Mm-hmm. You know, I may say like, hey, can I look at what you do and then like offer my opinions on it? But you know what? Somebody out there is listening and they're like they're feeling inspired and they want to write some dialogue and put it together. Why not? It's like, when am I, when am I going to have time for it? But at the same time, it felt like it was a story at least worth sharing, and now it's in the podcast. Yay! There you go. But there you go. Um, dreams. Yeah. There you go. Uh, do you have any more to add on the subject, my darling? I want to kill this fucking fly that's keep, that keeps on flying <laughs> around here. I have one of those uh, electronic fly swatters, and... I'm over here with it. It's like a, it's like holding a tennis racket. I really want to kill this fucker. But nice. that I I am I definitely and this is the second time that I've had the chance to hear hear you tell this dream. 
and I've enjoyed it both times. Nice. No, it's just, it's a really good story. I think it's amazing going back to the very beginning of our podcast, how I mentioned how, you know, dreams are, are fascinating and that, you know, it's entertainment for the brain. And, but what is the reason? Is there, is there any kind of specific reason or context behind, you know, why we could have such an in-depth dream like what you just had? Um, is, there any, is there any profound reason why? Yeah, who knows? Maybe it needs you know? to be made into a movie. Is there a sign? <laughs> but here's the working title for it, even working into the last line. How about this? The long game. There you mm -hmm. go. Because right. you do play the long game, don't you? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it could work. The long something. game. Even like the whole, the whole quote-unquote sandwich scene. It's like, mm -hmm. what kind of cheese do you have? Hey. What kind of cheese do you have? Mm -hmm. You know, so, so shit like that. Like, I don't know. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing to add. I've said my, I've put in my two cents. And uh, I wish I had more dreams to add to the whole mix of things but again think of amongst the many that can attest to uh you know as soon as you wake up they're gone and that sucks no but i think along the way in future podcasts if we happen to have another dream and we want to talk about it and make it part of the podcast you know, absolutely you know what there there is one more dream that i can think of but it's somber should, should i not bring up somber stuff or Mm, it's up to you. I mean, we're podcast is all about dreams, so no time like the present. Okay, all right. So we're not done just yet. <laughs> um, f full full say there is it's a Teddy dream. Is that oh, gonna be? No, no, no. Okay. I we haven't had the chance to really talk about Teddy in a little bit. All right, and so I think we should. For for those of you that don't know, Teddy was our first dog. We we adopted him when he was eight years old, and we had him for six years, and we absolutely love him and miss him. And of course, every once in a while, we you know a dream may pop up. I know I've told you about this dream before, but I figured it would be something really nice to bring up. Yeah. So, the the first year that he passed, so so we're going like maybe, and again he he passed away. What was it three years ago now, or? Was it two? Two and a half. Two and a half. February, February 13th of 2021. So, okay, so in, in 2021 I had this dream. And we were at Friendsgiving. And if you, for those of you that know, you know. But yeah, Friendsgiving is a certain party that a good friend of ours throws once a year. And it's amazing. It's great. We get to see a bunch of friends have some beers, eat food, and be merry, and get to see people, and it's great. And for that certain individual that throws that every year, we love it, and we love you too, and thank you very much for doing that for the people around you. Mm -hmm. So, but anyways, we were in this person's living room playing rock band, which has been known to happen. It hasn't happened in the last uh, few Friendsgivings, but mm -hmm. it was happening in the dream here. You and I were standing on the right side of the living room. So you know like how in the living room there's the TV in front, there are the couches behind us, and then to the left it's our friend's stairway. Mm -hmm. So like we were on the far end of the living room. To where the... they keep their Christmas tree. Yes. Or at so, least where they did in the past. Yep, so we were on the far end of this room to the right, mm -hmm. but we were facing towards the stairway and people are, you know, 
playing the plastic guitars mm -hmm. and, do, and the drums and the singing and we're just staying there watching it mm -hmm. and Teddy is there on the floor just doing what he would always do when he would go to Friendsgiving, just like walking around, like looking mm -hmm. at people like, wow, this is so cool. I don't know what's going on. Just being like how he was. And and we're there in the dream and, we're, you know, we're just there in the dream and just kind of looking around and like I had a moment of clarity, like, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to get, I'm going to try to keep it together. So like here I am in the dream and I see Teddy and I'm just like, holy fucking shit, it's Teddy. And like, I swear, like in my dream, we were dreaming the same dream together. Like I grabbed you and I'm like, babe, we're both, like I looked at you right in the eyes and I grabbed you and I said, babe, we're both dreaming right now and Teddy is here. And you like suddenly like you came out of the dream and like you realized that you were dreaming too. And you were just kind of like, what? It's like, we're both dreaming right now, but Teddy is here. I think you and I need to just seize the opportunity and say hello to him and remind him that we love him. And so the rest of the dream, here we are, we're like, oh my God, because it's like, we didn't know when we were going to wake up. And like, so here he is on the couch and we just both sat down on the couch and we're just petting Teddy. We're like, hi, how are you? Oh my God, we missed you so much. And we're just petting him. And and it's like we just took that moment to just like you know kiss him on the head and hug him and kiss him and say we miss you and we love you and he's looking us in the face and then then we wake up and that was it or th then i woke up mm -hmm. but it was just it was just such a you know i could even feel like the fur his fur yeah. on my hands and stuff uh, so, sorry i'm getting emotional now but but yeah well you've mentioned before how you could swear that like you feel like him like touching like the bed or something like that so sometimes Maybe i'll like... feel like paw prints in the bed which is weird i mean it could just as easily be like you know like maybe like sammy or winnie or like on the floor and they accidentally like pull on the the blanket a certain way or it could be like if the fans on the fans blowing on the the blanket a certain way but like I don't know. It's weird. Like, sometimes I'll be lying there and I'll just feel kind of like this, like, pressure on the blanket and not even know where it's coming from. But, but yeah, we miss him. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know what? I was thinking about him. I mean, I think about him all the time. But in particular, one thing that I was thinking about this past week and even this morning was remembering that time that was in, was in the old apartment and I was sleeping... I was in bed sleeping, and he had jumped up on the bed. You were awake. You were up. And he, Teddy had jumped up on the bed, and he came along the side of the bed, and he put his nose, like, right in my face. I opened my eyes, and he's right there, and I just went, <gasps> I remember that. Scared the sh he scared the shit out of me because he was, like, literally, like, right in my face, and yep, it scared I, my reaction. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> See... Of course I get sad for missing him. He was yeah. uh, he was the, the love of my life. I, I, I love that baby so much. No, I miss, I, I miss being in bed and spooning with him and just having my nose buried in his, in his fur and we would just we would just sleep perfectly. Just, you know yeah. he was just he, he, I love the times where he wanted to sleep in between us and his head would be on one of our pillows. No, it was just so... I, I miss him so, so much. No. But <clears throat> I'm not in a sad mode currently. I'm currently in a mode where I miss him. I won't cry for him. I've, I've kind of cried myself out at this point, but tears will return. 
at some point. Um, but I just remember a lot of the good times. Well, Speaking of that, talking about this and talking about Teddy, mm -hmm. it almost makes me tempted to tell the white owl dream, but I don't even think I would even make it through that. Do you remember that dream I told you about? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I could even make it through that one, but... Well, maybe we can talk about our pups. All, you know, we can, we can yeah. talk about Teddy, we can talk about Billy, and we can, we can have a pup episode um, sometime down the road so that we can kind of, you know, air things out a little bit. For anybody that cares to hear and listen to it, you know, we can tell our, we can, we can have a dog story episode. Yeah. You know, both the good stuff and the bad stuff. Yeah. You know, the, the, the happy and the sad. Yeah. And just kind of, we have to remember that these podcasts, we appreciate our listeners so much hearing our, hearing our stories and hearing our little tales about things that happen in our lives. At the same time, this is also how we document our lives. This to this to us, our podcast to us can be like like a diary, like a journal to us. So not everything is going to be happy all the time. I might laugh a lot during these podcasts, but there are definitely there's definitely sadness. There's definitely there's all of the emotions. There's there's anger. Ah, there's we've actually had some podcasts where I've already been a little like in a pissy mood and you know it babe yeah. you can tell and so then we pause it and we're like you know what maybe today's not a good day there's for a, there's, doing a podcast there's actually a podcast that never made it yeah. do you remember that one yep and like we just skipped we, out on that we week. we started it and it was just kind of like what what's going on and then it's mm. like it's it's not going to happen today yeah. and then the week after it was like that week you weren't having it and then we tried to do the week after and then I wasn't having it and it's like I don't think today's the day to do it and then we hopped on again yeah so no not every can you fix that earring your right side <laughs> oh my earring yeah it looked oh. like it was about ready to yeah you know but but yeah but anyways I think somewhere down the road I think we should bring out the Kleenex and just basically like talk all about our pups and our dedication and love to them, um, to um, how we feel about rescuing and adopting, and air everything. No, talk about Teddy's uh, cancer chemo journey. Talk about oh, Jesus, Billy's. Yeah. Talk talk about talk about Billy's journey. We really talk should talk about yeah. Get it talk out about Billy. and have the listeners hear if they want to listen. And I think you should because. Uh, it means the world to us if you if you hear our end of things just you know how how emotional how much of an emotional roller coaster the whole process is but you know what to do it for if for some someone or something that you love so dearly you can't put a price on it no yeah and but we'll save that for another time and now, i think that right about now we're kind of ending off on a melancholy note but that's okay we can't yeah, leave yeah. every single podcast on a super happy cheerful yahoo kind and, of no we can try and but I, I will say this too when i say the white owl dream just to, just to clarify for people yeah 
Um, it's in reference to the song White Owl, which I know that you've used for a, tri mm -hmm. a tribute video for Teddy. Mm -hmm. There's yes. a tribute video that you made and you put the song White Owl. Yeah. And the reason why you put that song in the video is because of the dream that I had where that song was in it. Mm -hmm. And You're but, gonna get me, you're gonna get me a little, a little yeah, no, and, about that. So, so I tell you what, how about we stop it here? Yeah, and if um, anybody is wondering, the song White Owl is by this artist named Josh Garrels, I think it is. G-A-R-R-E-L-S, Josh Garrels. I think he's kind of more of like an indie, uh, acoustic, folksy, yeah. folk rock kind of, kind of singer, American singer. Um, but the song itself, yeah, will go in conjunction with Peter's Dream that... Maybe, maybe we'll bring up some other time. And we'll we'll save have for a, the the Teddy and Billy episode. And we'll we'll call that one the sad episode or no, something. No, no, we can talk. We can make it the the dog episode or okay. the the, yeah. the 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 puppy episode or whatever. You I know? think it'd be nice to have a dog episode. And we yeah. can talk about talk about all of them and how they came to us, where they come from, their ages, all of that stuff. Little little antics. Yeah, they're 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 all different in their own way. I want to kill the fly. Now it's on your coffee cup. Now it's, it's not. That's okay. Now it's there. Just as long as he's not in my coffee. That's oh. right. Now all right. it's on your headphones. All right, yeah. so anyways, thank you for listening. Sorry to end on a somber note, but I figured I would at least bring that up because it was a dream. But if you were listening, thank you very much for listening, and it's good to be back. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Yay! Uh, well, Alright, have a good one everyone. See you next time. Holler at you. Uh, Alright, All right, bye. <laughs>